Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today on our midweek special. I wanted to talk today about why buildings collapse. And, you know, a few years ago, we had the Surfside condominium collapse uh, on June 24th, 2021, down in uh, Surfside, Florida. And now we've got the building in Davenport, Iowa. And you start to see some similarities between the buildings and what's going on. Now, we've seen a lot over the years of, you know, older brick buildings that have had water damage that have started to fail. And I think we need to start looking at these older buildings and the cities involved and the building departments involved in coming up with some kind of an inspection process to make sure that these things are safe. Because when we built brick buildings that were four, five, six, and larger stories tall, back in the day, they were built out of, you know, brick. They're unreinforced masonry buildings. They were not built to today's building codes. And the problem is, is that a hundred-year-old brick building, where it's depending on the brick, it's not a facade, but the brick is part of the structure, you know, a hundred years of sun, rain, snow, or whatever can take its toll on that building. And maybe that mortar hasn't been maintained. You've got water damage behind it. And unfortunately, you're just asking for a building collapse. And I think this is where cities and municipalities We need to start taking some ownership and making sure that these buildings are safe, especially when we have people inside that are renting. You know, we have apartment complexes, condominiums, things like that. And this is where the discussion gets pretty tough because sometimes these buildings are going to get condemned or they're going to need hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars of work to make sure they're safe. And yes, that falls on a landowner or a building owner. And that's where these start to have, you know, tough discussions. But to be honest, you know, that's one of those things that that gets tough. And this is where these laws get to be really difficult because I understand where the city's coming from. But at the other point, I have a friend who is battling the same issue where he has got a building, old hundred-year-old single-story building in Portland, Oregon. He has a... uh, contracting company in there and somebody keeps cutting holes in the roof to break in because he's got a security system and when he went to go repair the roof of somebody breaking into his building to steal tools out of it 
The city said well, he needed a building permit and then he was going to have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to earthquake retrofit it just to repair a building that was broken into. He was trying to follow building code. So I think we need to figure out some ways to do this. And I think that uh, I think we're going to have to help some of these building owners get these things up to speed. Because I guarantee you, in every city out there, major metropolitan area, we have buildings that are similar to this one in Iowa that are probably in a similar condition. You know, if you look at the news reports that you see, they talk about the residents are talking about, you know, rotten holes in floors from water and sewer damage. Well, all of that rot with all of that old wood, you're asking for problems. And many times, all it takes is for one floor to fail, and it drops on the next floor that fails, and all of a sudden, you've got a partial building collapse. So these are things I think that we're going to have to start having some hard discussions about to prevent this in the future, because something like this, they were working on the building at the time. The city knew that there was a big problem with this building, that there were issues there. And clearly, something went wrong in the repairs on the construction of this, because one, you had people in the building. Two, things obviously were not shored up, or it had nothing to do with the contractor. Or the people were showing up to get ready to do work and they haven't even, hadn't even started yet. Who knows? We do not know those answers and we probably won't for a long time. So there's no way to put blame on, oh, it was the contractor. Oh, it was this. Way too early to tell. There's no way to tell that right now. But the point is, is that they knew there were people there. And I think sometimes that cities are going to have to come into a thing and go, hey, look, we need to inspect these buildings maybe every five years, maybe seven years and have a structural engineer go through and take a hard look and see if we have issues. Now, there are always warning signs to buildings like water damage, holes, cracks, things like that. Traditionally, without some kind of outside forces, you don't see buildings collapse on their own. Now, if you look, and that's, you know, in the United States, that's pretty common. You don't see that. Now, if you look at that Surfside Resort or the Surfside Condo in Surfside, Florida, that thing had hundreds of telltale signs that there was something going sideways. You had failed concrete. You had water leaks. You had all of those things happening. And those are things that are preventable 100%. You just didn't have anybody that had the knowledge or the ability to say, hey, we've got a big problem. So I think this is going to be something that maybe we need to have a building safety committee, you know, for in a building department where they're out there taking a look and they're certifying these at least. Let's start with the residential buildings. Let's start with the places where people are living. I think maybe we need to be doing some inspections on those to make sure that they are not collapsing. And if they've got water, if they've got sewer problems, then they can tag them and say, hey, we need to help. And maybe the city needs to step up and help some of these places that are more low income to keep them low income and invest into these buildings a little more and help with some grants and things like that to keep these things safe and healthy. You know, we've got all these dollars that we're spending on energy grants and things like that. Why aren't we spending that on keeping these places affordable for people? That is another solution for this. 
So I think we've got some ideas here that we could go down to, but you look at that Surfside, I mean, that was 98 people killed in a 40-year-old condominium building that was completely preventable. So let's start having this discussion in our own cities and our own counties or states or whatever, whoever's in charge of buildings in your area. Maybe somebody should be paying attention to these old buildings and coming up with an inspection process. Maybe it's a fire department. I don't know. Maybe they're doing a, you've got the fire inspector going around doing building stuff. I don't know what the answer is, but I think that there's some easy answers out there that at least we can put some people on to make sure, especially in these older buildings that might need a little love to save them. And that's what we got for this week of trying to prevent building collapses. Well, next week, we've got a nice, fun thing coming out with Around the House show that uh, we'll be uh, premiering. So stay tuned. I don't have the exact date yet due to my travel schedule, but uh, I've got some fun stuff we're going to be doing. So stay tuned for that announcement coming up soon. And we'll be uh, setting that up here shortly. I'm in the middle of that process now, so don't, don't be surprised to see a few little exciting, fun changes to Around the House show that uh, is going to be really fun for everybody. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the week. We'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for tuning in to Around the House. And don't forget, we've got Around the House Northwest. And if you want to catch our videos, we've got 75 of them up. Head over to Fox 12 in Oregon here. So uh, at Fox 12 Oregon on YouTube. And we've got about 75 videos over there. Just look for the Around the House playlist. Thanks for tuning in to Around the House. We'll see you Saturday. Anywhere beyond the me Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.